Season 3, Episode 11. We call this one, How the Enemy Thinks and Acts. It's been some time, and I'd like you to all know that there's been a little pause with both the free podcasts and the paid podcasts, just because of taking care of some things. Not to worry, though. I do want people to get on the paid podcast because I might start getting some of these free podcasts onto the paid podcast. Not saying it's for sure, I'm just saying I might do it, but I like everyone to go on there because you're going to get more content than what I'm going to give you on the, the free podcasts. Granted, that being said, let's go ahead and get into how the enemy thinks and acts. This is going to be a several-part series, however, because there's a lot to cover. There's actually, I wrote down 20 different sections, and I'll name each of them to you, and then I'll speak on the one that we're going to talk about. First and foremost, we have what's called problem-reaction-solution. Most of you should know this by now, what that is. If you don't know what that is, we will cover that. Then we're going to cover spiritual technology. After that, we're going to talk about acceptance of inception. And we're going to go over blood rituals, pedophilia, and blackmail. After that, we're going to talk about removal of wisdom. Moving on to carnal and soulful connections. Then we're going to go over archaeometry. And of course, we can't forget the section that is on control of resources. Then we'll talk about seduction of monarchs, or really a seduction of leaders. Then we'll talk about the indoctrination of children. Of course, then we'll talk about control the opposition. <laughs> Something I talk about a lot. Then we're going to go over the 99-1 rule. Some of you may know the 80-20 rule. Well, <laughs> the 80-20 rule is a load of crap. It's the 99-1 rule. Then we have create idolatry through covetousness. Of course, the next section will be traumatize love to seek pleasure. After that, we're going to talk about how to use fear to control hope. Hence why what we're seeing a lot of right now. Then we're going to show you on the topic of allow battles to be lost, to win the war. Then we have ungodly spiritual powers, compartmentalizing the process, Rebellion equals theft. And lastly, hide in plain sight. I wanted to go over these topics with you, so that way you understood exactly what we are getting into. And it's not something that people usually talk about. And that's because most people don't know how the enemy thinks and acts. I do. I'll say that because... 
my bloodline from my mother's side going down to my grandmother's bloodline through there. I have Illuminati blood. I have royalty from my ancestors that's worked with the Illuminati. My current family has nothing to do with it. But because of what happened in the past, I am affected by it. So because I'm affected by it, I know how they think and act. Now, do I know exactly what's going, going on in the background, exactly in details what they're doing? No. I don't need to. Strictly because all they do is steal, kill, and destroy. That's all they do. There's no reason to understand or know about exactly in detail what they're doing. That doesn't matter. If the only reason you would need to, someone would need to know exactly what they're doing is if they were going to stop their plan from happening. That's about it. It's the only reason for it. Unless you want to just get involved with them, then you might as well just turn this off. Because you're not going to get the details from me. I can tell you that. So, with that being said, we're going to take a short break. And we'll be right back. And we're going to go ahead and talk about problem, reaction, solution. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back, everyone. Appreciate you staying tuned in. Like I said, we're going to go over problem, reaction, solution. And there are 20 sections to cover. So I might just break this down into 20 different podcasts. So that way you all get content that you have been wanting to hear. Because I've done a lot of research, just as many of you have as well, but I can guarantee none of you have found research on how the enemy thinks and how they act. Not into the extremity of what I'm going to cover, but you ha you've gotten a good idea so far. You're just like, they're all evil, and you are correct. To an extent. Only ones that are evil are the satanic bloodlines. They're puppets. Yeah, they've, they've done evil, but they can at least be turned. Well, problem, reaction, solution. We're going to cover in depth what a problem is. What a reaction is and what a solution is. We're going to cover why this is important. Well, what is a problem? A problem is a pain. Some sort of pain. So there's obviously a reaction. People have some sort of... ...response in one form or another. 
So immediately, when they know what the problem is, they react to find a solution for that problem to go away. Well, this is what the enemy does. They create systems. They continually create systems that will always collapse. They create fear and division in order for people to move towards the solution that they already have. So before a problem is brought about, that system is already created, or it's being created. But by the time that the problem is already out, they already have the new system ready to go. So, the way that we see things happening right now, today, in 2021, is nothing new. This has happened before in history throughout the world. The enemies tried to do this many times over the course of the last 2,000 years, 2,021 years. I say it's a little less than that. But they've been doing this on a worldwide basis. Now, collectively, they've only been doing this the last few hundred years. Collectively, have they done this before? Sure. Do I know exactly when that was? No. Does anybody else need to know if they've done it exactly in the past collectively before? No. It's not important. We just know that they've done it before. Collectively. They'll always do it collectively. When it comes towards New World Order... Well, with that being said, let's break this down. You have a system created early on. And usually this is done with children. And they usually have this system spun out in the course of a, a hundred years. So that way it's accepted by the children, the grandchildren, and possibly the great-grandchildren. So you would have people in their 20s, 40s, 60s, and 80s. The ones that are in their 80s would be the great-grandparents. The ones in their 60s would be the grandparents. The ones in their 40s would be the parents. The ones in their 20s would be the children. 
who would be the grandchildren, as well as the great-grandchildren. And even possibly great-great-grandchildren. But usually, they'll stick to the grandchildren, children, and grandparents. It's what they usually stick with. Now, when plans don't go the right way, then what they'll do is they'll add an additional, they'll add in that great-grandchild generation. But the generation of the great-grandparent to the great-grandchild is one generation. It's not the great-grandparents are all one generation, the, the, the grandparents are all one generation, so on and so forth. No, those that is all one generation. Great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, children. That is all one generation. Because that is a system built. So it's built within the great-grandparents. At a very early age. They'll accept it. They might see some... They might see either the midst or the tail end of the problem where people are reacting and a solution is already being implemented. So now you have the great-grandparents are growing up in this new thing. They're like, oh, okay, so this is just how it's going to be. Guess we'll just work with that. Well, because of such, and because they've had to adapt with it at sudden such an early age, then they teach their children, which are the grandparents. Like this is just how things are. This is how it works. It's what we do. How do we get things done? So you need to tell you you need to teach your children this as well. Well, during that, great-grandparents see some things come up during their children's age, their children's time, which are the grandparents. Now, they don't like these changes. But these changes still happen either way. Well, let's use an example as America. You see, in the 1920s, from 1923 to 1930, the Rockefellers were pushing, pushing socialism in America. This was also the start of the bread and circuses. Now, whether the Rockefellers knew they were going to be exposed or not, no idea. But because they were exposed, it pushed them back. It caused them to go underground. More so in the future. Now, in the 1920s to the 1930s, you see, I went over this in Pillars to Transhumanism. What we had going on was just the start of the bread and circuses where 
in the 1920s into the 1930s, we had the jazz music. Cartoons coming out. We had alcohol galore as well as the alcohol prohibition. Well, in the background, we were having things like the Federal Reserve created. We were having things such as people becoming debt slaves by obtaining a birth certificate and signing fraudulent paperwork at the hospital for such. By getting a social security number, and every country is different on where they get their identification number, but it's essentially the same thing. It's for tax reporting purposes. Which is actually to track the individual and take more wealth from them. Also, this is to create more of the United States Code. As well as Congress still taking more, still, well, finishing up taking the wealth from the people. So now, the great-grandparents are used to living without any real wealth. They don't know what wealth really is. I mean, they're, they're aware of it. They, they're aware that there's gold and silver and, you know, there's farms. It's still there. But they don't really own it because the Great Depression traumatized a lot of people, pushed them into that factor of, well, I want to move to the city because there's more fun things going on. And of course, it's because the work that they were doing just, it's just like with us today, the work didn't matter. It had no bearing, no merit. So, moving on to the grandchildren going into the 40s and the 50s. Okay, now we have them getting involved in... By the way, drugs were always around. It just started becoming more influenced in the 20s and 30s. Well, it became pushed... So it was pushed more in the 1940s and 50s, such as nicotine and heroin. Well, then we have the soft rock coming out. And we have, you know, colored TVs and movies. Now we have more entertainment while corporate America is rising. While the enemy is creating their corporate foundations from their old businesses. Because they've had their old businesses from forever ago. And they either kept them the same, 
or they just restructure them to a new business by transferring the assets to a new business and then creating a legal, creating a legal entity for it. Well, as well as the 40s and the 50s, what people weren't also aware of was the inflation that was going on. Because people are like, oh yeah, I got to do this work 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week. Or I start my own business, or I work for this company, and I get to retire at this age. And I might go to the Bahamas. I might travel the world. I might do this, might do that. Because now we're coming up into the 60s and the 70s. This is when free love is getting pushed. So this is when these are the parents. And the grandparents don't like what's, get, what's happening. Because in the 40s and the 50s, we have more of the wars happening. Now, it's not to say World War I, World War II didn't happen. Those wars did happen, but, you know, they were controlled. You know, to push countries into the systems that they're in. Well, what am I getting at? What I'm getting at is that people were getting pushed into more of the pleasure and forgetting about taking care of their country. They left that to... People that were being blackmailed for pedophilia, getting involved in blood rituals, and so on and so forth. So these politicians were taking over, as well as the entertainers getting involved with that as well, keeping the people preoccupied. This has happened before in history. It's always happened this way. That's why it's called bread and circuses. The enemy does these disgusting abominations in the backgrounds where the masses don't see and they look good in the public to keep the public suppressed, not bay. So different laws are getting changed around and passed. So these aren't really laws, they're legalities, they're rules and regulations and codes and so on and so forth. So with that being said, we're going to take a short break here. We're going to come back and we're going to finish up on problem, reaction, solution. Until then, stay tuned. All right, welcome back, everyone. I appreciate you staying tuned in, of course. We're going to go ahead and we're going to finish up problem, reaction, solution. Are we going to go on to the other topics on this podcast? No. We're going to go ahead and leave those for other podcasts. We'll cover, of course. But we left off with the 60s and the 70s. These are the parents. Because in the 60s and the 70s, this is what has really caused people to move into doing drugs. Now we're, we're hearing, not soft rock, but now it's rock. We're also hearing heavy metal music. Free love. Now, gold does not back the dollar. The dollar becomes a complete 
fiat currency. So people are now using witchcraft because they're also dead at sea and they they just they don't know because the knowledge was taken from them. That's not part of the removal of wisdom I'm going to cover. But in the 60s and 70s, the grandparents really did not like what was happening with the parents and growing up. But they accepted the education because they were growing up with the same education. Socialism. Learning that the federal democracy is the government and takes care of the people. How pharmaceuticals helps. And rise of corporate America pushing fast food. This is also where the CIA was starting to do MKUltra mind control programming. You see, cannabis itself, I don't advocate for it anymore because it's actually owned by the Illuminati. They poison cannabis by cursing the soil, performing witchcraft over the soil, sorcery over the soil. And when it grows, it's contaminated. And this wasn't really before, it wasn't really taking place like such with cannabis because it wasn't really, it, it, it was used in a variety of ways, but not on a mass scale. So it, it was around in the 20s and 30s, but you know, from the 20s to the, the 50s, you know, it wasn't really a big thing. It was, but it wasn't. Then also in the 60s and 70s, we have heroin and meth and prescription drugs, pills, and people wanting to rebel by not going along with the agenda. And that that's why they're like, hey man, love, not war, peace. And the peace symbol is actually uh, the one that you raise up with the two fingers is actually a symbol to the devil. And the peace symbol, the one that has the four sticks, the one going up and the three going down. It's also a symbolism to, I believe it was, I want to say Freemasonry. I can't remember exactly where it was, um, but they use the symbolism for people to get involved in. And of course we have Vietnam War, as well as that really just the main war with America. I mean, there were other wars, of course. But then let's go get into the 80s and 90s. 
Okay, this is where now the government is really coming after the people. Because they say, oh, there's a war on drugs. War on drugs. We gotta, we gotta stabilize the situation. Although there really wasn't a war on drugs, the government was supplying drugs to the streets, and so they were going after the people. There's your problem. Reaction and solution saying, oh, the drugs are a problem. We gotta take care of these people. They're bad people. They're criminals. Blah, 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 this and that. Well, also during the 80s and the 90s, we have the great-grandchildren, the grandchildren, the children born. They're now involved in hardcore metal, screamo-type music, rap music. Well, screamo wasn't really a big thing. It was, it was starting, but it wasn't really mainstream like it was in the uh, 2000s. So in the 80s and 90s, The gangs from the north and from the northeast down to some of the coast of the east side. These were gangs that were, of course, connected to the enemy as well, helping push the drugs on the streets because of the government. And also the drive-by shootings. Well, also in the 80s and the 90s, we have these public laws now starting to pass more frequently. One of them, which is the Noahide Laws. And the Noahide Laws comes from the Talmud. And the god of the Talmud is Satan. So now... As well in the 80s and 90s, because in the 60s, in the 60s and 70s, it was starting to be where you know the father was starting to come out of the picture. But it wasn't until about the 80s and 90s when the father was really out of the picture. This is so that way it creates the rebellion within children. So now we have all these problems happening. Now we have the 2000s and the 2010s. Because now we're in the 2020s. Well, the 2000s and the 2010s was actually the start of the collapse of the old world order. So as you see from the 20s, from the 1920s to the 1990s, this was a system created because there was so-called panic in the 20s, 1929. getting people hooked away from something that the enemy wanted to keep moving away from assist 
So there was already a system from 1803 to the 19... Well, it was more of like 1803 to 1871. Then from 1871 to 1933, that was two different systems, and those systems were collapsing for the system that I just talked about to be created. So there's a problem, reaction, solution came for the 1803 to 1871, the 1871 to 1933, that stuff happened. So that way, because it didn't, it happened in 1929 with the Great Depression. So that way, for the rest of this time between the 1920s to the 1990s, was to create the plan to then collapse the current system people were built in, where they thought was actually American. That was something that was just a part of what they did. The schooling that they went through. The food that they ate. The entertainment that they had. The religion that they got involved in. And so on and so forth. The same thing happened with Diocletian. Now, who is Diocletian? Well, he's not talked about that much in history class. There's a very specific reason, because when Diocletian, he actually turned the Roman democracy into a tetrarchy. Tetrarchy is, it's a form of a monarchy. Well, to give a brief on this, as to who Diocletian is, he is the one that took over when their currency collapsed. So it was through the bread and circuses things that were happening, and he came in and took over the problems that were happening. And you can also get the book Diocletian and the Roman Recovery by Stephen Williams. It's not long. It's not a long book. It's uh, about a couple hundred pages or so. And he ruled from 284 to 305 AD. So let's just, on the back here, back cover, it says, Diocletian began his career as a soldier of the humblest origins, yet he rose from the ranks to become emperor in Rome's hour of greatest need. Diocletian and the Roman recovery tells the story of this man's remarkable reign, 284 to 305 AD. It explores how he faced the seemingly impossible challenge of ending half a century of military rebellion and barbarian invasion 
and examines the solutions he created to restore the security and stability of the Roman Empire. This eminently readable biography provides both enjoyment and sound scholarship for the student of Roman history and general reader alike. So, Diocletian. The other interesting thing why I mention him is because during this time, people who were actually following the Bible, who actually were, were Christians, believed it was the end times as well, because Diocletian also was persecuting Christians. He was having them massacred. Now, he himself wasn't for or against the, per the persecution and execution of Christians. He is at fault for allowing the order to be issued, yes. But there were four tetrarchs. I can't remember the one, but there was one tetrarch who's actually wanting to persecute and execute Christians. And he was the one that convinced Diocletian, who was the head tetrarch, for it to happen. So, I can't completely blame Diocletian for this to take place. I only blame him because he did allow the order to happen. But I blame those who create the actual influence. The ones who whisper in the ear of the individual for things to happen using Inception. Now, it did end, of course... But people honestly thought, the, the Christians back then honestly thought that this was the end times. I mean, it was after Nero, of course. They honestly thought it was the end times because their currency collapsed. We don't use currency to begin with. Actually, excuse me, money. They didn't use currency. They just debased their money into gold painted coins that's what that's what it turned into so because their money collapsed because it wasn't gold and silver anymore that all of these things their economics their education their government and all that because it collapsed and because the christians were being persecuted and executed, not all of them, there's a good deal of them that were, they honestly believed it was the end times. They wholeheartedly believed it. But it wasn't. Because the same thing was with Nero. And even after Diocletian, there was other leaders in history that did the same thing. And that's because there was the removal of wisdom. That's why the Lord does not want what's been happening over the course of the last 2,000 years to occur again. Now, does that mean that people won't die? Absolutely not. People have taken the vaccine. The enemy has already created a public, a public spectacle with the Travis Scott concert when they acted activated the 5G towers. When they activated the 5G towers, more than likely, these people were vaccinated. So, 
because of such, when they turn off the 2G, 3G, and 4G, and they turn on the 5G and amplify the 5G, it's going to kill a lot of people. Will it be millions? Maybe. Maybe not. It will kill a lot of people. I, that's all I can say. It will injure a good deal more, for sure. But everything that's happening, God's not doing these terrible things. It's the enemy that's making it look like God is bringing about the end times, but God isn't. He's testing his people. And so that's why I stand to say I believe in the true Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, who is Jesus, Jesus Christ, who is our Messiah, the Savior of the world. Is he coming back? He is coming back, but not the way the peop that people think. Okay? It's not going to be his second coming. The way he's coming back is where people will be able to experience him spiritually. That's how he's coming back. But not in this second coming end times prophecy that is not anywhere end times prophecy at all. It is the end times for the enemy and what they've been trying to pull over these last couple thousand years. So with that being said, our next podcast, we're going to go over spiritual technology. Sorry, spiritual technology. That's going to be very interesting. Because a lot of people don't know about the spiritual technology that's actually being used. Some do, some don't, most don't. Unless I've been living on a rock and more people have been awake to understanding there's spiritual technology that's used. More than technology in the physical. But until then, appreciate you all listening in, staying tuned. Till then, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about spiritual technology on how the enemy thinks next. See you then.